you have a choice. There's always a choice. And I think that a lot of the people involved in our world make it seem as if there's only one choice, your copay or bus. And that's not the case. If it's not covered by your insurance or it seems unreasonably high, there's always other options. Do a little homework, but also ask your pharmacist. Uh, you don't necessarily want to be pushed in a direction that maybe isn't therapeutically good for you, but if you have a pharmacist that you trust, there's a lot of interesting things that pharmacists can do to help you save money that will keep you on the right therapeutic track. Do you want to finally feel and live well with a thyroid condition? Then I want to welcome you to the Thyroid Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Showman. It's time to dive in. Whether you are newly diagnosed with hypothyroidism or you're a longtime thyroid patient like me, one of the most important parts of our treatment is filling the prescription for our thyroid hormone medication. And that's when the fun really starts, right? Well, for many of you, every time you fill a thyroid prescription, it's a roll of the dice. Will you get the exact medication your doctor prescribed? Will the pharmacy say it's out of stock? But gee, for some mysterious reason, it's not out of stock at the pharmacy across the street. Will your pharmacist substitute a different brand or give you a generic without even telling you? Will your insurance even cover it? And how much will it cost? Will the prescription that cost you $15 last month run you $40 this month and $70 next month? And why is your friend paying half the price for the same prescription drug? In this episode, we will be hearing from two experienced pharmacists who have worked in retail, online, and specialty pharmacies for several decades. Dr. Jessica Nuhavandi is co-founder of online mail-order pharmacy Honeybee Health. Chris Delasha is president of Transition Pharmacy Services, also known as TPS, a specialty pharmacy. In this episode, Dr. Jessica and Chris take us behind the counter to explain what's really going on at pharmacies when we get our thyroid prescriptions filled. Here's a statistic that may shock you. Research shows that half of all patients are overpaying for their thyroid medication. Are you one of them? You have a 50-50 chance. There's no reason to be overpaying. And the pharmacists and I will help highlighting various ways that you can save money on your thyroid prescriptions. In some cases, as much as hundreds of dollars a year. So this is Mary Showman, and let's dive into Behind the Pharmacy Counter, episode four of the Thyroid Deep Dive podcast. Let's start by reviewing the typical steps involved in getting a prescription filled. You consult with a healthcare provider and they prescribe a medication. The prescription is transmitted electronically, called in by phone, or you get a paper prescription. You can then get your prescription filled by a mail order pharmacy, which some health insurers and HMOs offer, or in person from a pharmacy, as the majority of people do. TPS's Chris Lasha walks us through the process. The normal process is, as you're well aware, that is the patient goes to a physician's office, they're diagnosed, they receive a prescription for medication. From my clinical perspective as a pharmacist, the decision has been made between the patient and the physician as to the best therapy for that patient, given their situation and the course of their disease. 
So that patient leaves the office with a prescription. They go down to their corner drugstore, or sometimes they don't. Depending on the patient and the medication and the situation, some prescriptions get filled and some do not simply because the patients don't ever fill them. We find that out of every 100 prescriptions that are written, generally speaking, about 50% of them never make it to the pharmacy. And of those that do, because some are called in by the office directly to the pharmacy, about another half of those get filled. So you're usually typically in the 30 to 40% range in terms of the prescriptions that actually get filled, probably a little bit higher for thyroid because it is a chronic condition and it is something that patients have symptomatology and that generally tends to drive patient behavior better than let's say mm-hmm. high blood pressure, for example. Uh, so they'll right. go to the pharmacy with the prescription and you know, if it's a brand name product, it'll be written with the brand name in many cases by the physician. The states will however have generic substitution laws that mandate that pharmacies fill the prescription with, with a generic unless the patient requests otherwise but that's only for products that are what they call AB rated. In other words, the government has decided that they're legitimately equivalent to each other from a clinical standpoint. When you're talking mm-hmm. about thyroid medications, medications that have what they call a narrow therapeutic index, it becomes a little bit more concerning because patients are titrated to a specific blood level and any variation in that blood level can cause issues. So a couple things happen. Patient goes to the pharmacy, they've got the brand name prescription, If it happens to be for a brand name thyroid medication that has a generic equivalent, it will automatically be substituted with the generic. If it's written for tyrosine, which at this point does not have an AB rated generic equivalent, the pharmacist will go to fill it with with tyrosine, and one of two things can happen. One is the payer, the insurance company that the patient getting their medication covered by, may have what's called a prior authorization in place, meaning that the doctor needs to make a phone call to the health plan, or sometimes there's a more automated process using technology, but the physician will have to validate that that prescription is necessary for that patient to the health plan so that the health plan will agree to pay for it. This creates a a hiccup in the process because now the patient is standing in the pharmacy and the pharmacist is telling them, you need to call your doctor because most busy pharmacies won't do that for you. So the patient Mm -hmm. has to leave and then go and call their doctor. Then the doctor has to either go through the process of getting the prior authorization at the health plan or in some cases write for a different medication. And at that point, the patient has to go back to the pharmacy, get the prescription filled. What happens on occasion is what's called therapeutic interchange. And that's where the pharmacist within the laws of the particular state board is authorized to offer the patient a different brand that has a generic substitute that's you know deemed to be therapeutically equivalent, or they may call the doctor and ask the doctor, is it okay if I switch to this other product? Nine times out of 10, they're doing that predominantly because either there's a prior authorization in place or because when the pharmacist processes the prescription for a branded product such as tyrosine, the cost could be significantly more than the cost for a generic medication. So the pharmacist trying to be a a good citizen will try to get that patient on the less expensive medication, knowing that they're saving them some money and knowing that generally there's an equivalency there or that the doctor has authorized that change to a product that has a generic equivalent and therefore saving the patient the additional cost. Those are the kinds of things that patients run into at the pharmacy, whether they have to leave and come back with the doctor's authorization, whether they have to pay an unusually high copay, whether the product is even covered at all by their health plan. In some cases, the health plans have already made a decision that they're not going to cover this brand. They're only going to cover this other brand and the generic of this other brand because they've either gotten significant rebates from a pharmaceutical manufacturer or in their financial analysis, the medications are equivalent enough and they're trying to save money for the ultimate payer, which in most cases is the employer or the government. That sort of gives you a sense of what happens on the pharmacy side. 
As Chris explained, there's often a push to give patients cheaper brands or generic drugs because they're less costly for patients and more profitable for pharmacies. That means that pharmacy substitution is very common. Whether it's your pharmacy substituting a lower price brand than the one you were prescribed, or they're giving you a generic instead of the brand that was prescribed. It can be a challenge to get the specific thyroid drug you need. I asked Honeybee's Dr. Jessica Nuhavandi what patients can do about substitution. What about the situation where patients are prescribed a brand name drug? Let's say they're prescribed a brand name in the levothyroxine category and they're mm-hmm. prescribed that because they've taken it in the past, they've done well with it, the excipients mm-hmm. or ingredients in it don't have sensitivity problems for them and they've been able to get good control of their hypothyroidism on that medication. But when they go to the pharmacy, they are constantly being told, well, we're going to give you the generic or we're going to substitute something else and then they're getting a medication that may not be the right excipient mix it may not be the same potency within the reference range of potency that the FDA sets for this medication and patients are dealing with a runaround situation what can they do about that situation well, the number one thing is if you have been taking a medication that works for you, you first have to be your own patient advocate and be very vocal when you're at the pharmacy about what works for you. And actually, you can deny getting the generic if that's what it is. You can say, I only want the brand name, and they have to fill that. And there's something on the prescription called a DAW code, and it's a dispenser's written code, and oftentimes doctors will check it off and you have to dispense it as written because this is what my patient needs. And Mm -hmm. then there's ones where there's a DAW code where the patient says, this is what I have to have because I know I've been taking it for a while and this is what works for me. So the number one thing is if you go to drop off a prescription or your doctor is sending an electronic prescription to a pharmacy, you need to make sure that there is some sort of DAW or you need to communicate to the pharmacy that this is exactly what you want. If it's not covered by your insurance or it seems unreasonably high, there's always other options. This is where we come in. We have a lot of patients that come to us at Honeybee that just want to search pricing and see what it would be out of pocket. And to be honest with you, Mary, a lot of times it's cheaper to pay out of pocket than it is to use insurance. So number one, you have to be your own patient advocate. And if it's been working for you and you feel good, you deserve to feel better, that's what you should stick to. So let's talk about generic levothyroxine, the most commonly written prescription for hypothyroidism. Levothyroxine is the synthetic version of the T4 hormone. There's nothing wrong with generic levothyroxine tablets if they work for you to treat your hypothyroidism. But there are some challenges that I discussed with the pharmacists, starting with Chris. With thyroid medication, it's particularly important for a couple of reasons. One is if the patient does go on a generic medication, a pharmacy might purchase one brand of generic medication this month, but next month might find a better price on a different brand of generic medication and go to a different brand. 
if the patient stabilized on that brand and now they go to a different brand, the patient may be getting a little bit more medication than they should, or the contrary, the patient might go from a higher level to a lower level and get a little less medication, which most pharmacists are pretty good at understanding that there are medications where that's the issue, and that's certainly true with thyroid medications. In many cases, they'll stick with one generic, but there's always that possibility for a few dollars here and there that a patient may end up on a different generic and it might cause some therapeutic issues. Honeybees Dr. Jessica shares her thoughts on generic levothyroxine drugs. When it comes to hypothyroidism, the vast majority of people with an underactive thyroid do take synthetic T4, levothyroxine. People would recognize the brand name Synthroid, Levoxyl, Unithroid. Smaller number of people are on tyrosine liquid or tyrosine capsules, but this is the vast majority. Only a smaller percentage of patients are taking natural desiccated thyroid drugs like Armour, Naturethroid, WP mm-hmm. thyroid. So mm-hmm. we have this large number, millions of people a year taking synthetic T4 levothyroxine drugs, and many of them are taking generic. And we're also finding a lot of them, in terms of studies and things, are not well controlled. Their numbers are all over Mm -hmm. the place in terms of their thyroid levels. They're still having symptoms. They have some reactions to their medications. And I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about what is going on. When you go to a traditional pharmacy, they give you whatever generic they have in stock based on TBM and the reimbursement and what's on formulary. What many people don't know is that even though they all have the same active ingredients, the inactive ingredients, which sometimes we call fillers, dyes, and things like that, can vary from manufacturer to manufacturer. There's no two manufacturers that have the exact same formula. And so you see variants, and that's why we do recommend sticking to the manufacturer that you've been on that works for you, and you know the tablet shape, the color, the marking, and everything like that. Consistency is really, really important. And switching from generic manufacturer to generic manufacturer can often be detrimental to your therapy. So there's certain disease states where this matters more, and thyroid is definitely one of them. You may know exactly which brand or generic works best for you, but there's another important question. How much will it cost? It's kind of a trick question, actually, because it depends on how you're paying and where you're getting your prescription filled. The majority of Americans have health insurance, so let's start with the copay price. That's the price you pay at the pharmacy for a particular medication when you put it through your health insurance coverage. Each plan assigns a drug to a particular copay tier or level based on a drug's list price and other factors. Inexpensive brands and cheaper brands are in the lower tiers with the lowest copays. Brand name drugs, especially ones with a higher price, are in the higher copay tiers. In some cases, health plans may not cover a particular brand name drug at all. Copays can range from nothing to around 10 to $15 for the tier one drugs, usually the generics and the cheapest brands, up to as much as 50 to $100 or more for tier three, four, and five drugs, typically the higher price brand names. With thyroid drugs, you'll find they are assigned to various tiers depending on your health plan. Some health plans also don't cover tyrosine, the gel cap and liquid form of levothyroxine at all, or they put it in the highest tier. And many plans don't cover natural desiccated thyroid drugs, or if they do, they put them at the higher copay tiers. Chris Delasha explains more about insurance copays. In most cases, if they're paying the 20 
25, 35, up to in some cases $50, depending on the health plan. Those are the copays that are associated with the specific tier levels that pharmaceuticals are placed in underneath the health plans. And those are usually driven by the pharmacy benefit managers, the PBMs as they're called, and the benefit designs that they design for their employers. So they'll have a generic level, which will be tier one, and it'll have a copay of $10, or depending on the medication, it could be zero. Then if you go all the way up to the brand level, and if it's a brand that the health plan feels is expensive and that there's better alternatives from a financial standpoint, they may put it in tier three or tier four, uh, or sometimes tier five, and they'll put a, a $50 copay on it. They may also put a prior authorization on that where the patient uh, has to get the doctor's permission, or they may have a situation where it's called a therapeutic ladder. You have to go on one medication first and fail mm-hmm. before they'll allow you to go on the other medication. Those are all barriers that the benefit designs of health plans and PBMs put in play. Dr. Jessica gives some additional details on the copay situation. There's a couple reasons why people are paying so much at the counter when they do use their insurance. And one of the reasons is that the truth is that most people in our country are underinsured meaning they have high deductible health plans that have a high out-of-pocket amount that they have to meet. And you have people sitting behind the desk in offices run by PBMs, which are pharmacy benefit managers, who are the ones that are deciding what's on your formulary and what isn't. And a formulary is a list of drugs and it has tiers. And it basically says what kind of drugs your insurance will cover and what they won't. And usually they tear it out depending on the type of drug. And oftentimes brand name drugs aren't covered on people's formularies. And if they are, they're top tier, meaning they're the highest tier copay. A lot of times what we're seeing at a traditional pharmacy counter that accepts insurance is that either the copay is too high or they're not covered and they have to go through a prior authorization phase, meaning the doctor has to call the insurance and say, yes, this is what I want my patient to take. And it often takes a lot of time for it to go through. And even then, the copay is still high if they do decide they're going to cover it. And so oftentimes, pharmacies will carry generic manufacturers that provide them the greatest profit or reimbursement from the insurance company or, or PBM. And so with brand name drugs, unfortunately, pharmacies often don't make any money at all. And so they don't carry many of them or they just lose out on a lot of patients for that. So that's kind of what happens from a pharmacy side. Their hands are a little bit tied when it comes to what they can carry to continue to have a profitable business. But at the end of the day, traditional pharmacy that takes insurance is a business after all as well. Copays can also change month to month, as Dr. Jessica explains. One of the things that we keep seeing is the copay fluctuate, right? In a traditional pharmacy where they take insurance, we see the copay fluctuate from month to month. So oftentimes people who are on a fixed income are unable to predict what their cost of their medication will be. You may have heard about grocery chains and retailers and pharmacy chains who offer very low copays for selected generic drugs, including generic levothyroxine. But as Crystalasha explains, there is a downside. The $4 
copays that you, you see out there are generally from places like Walmart, where they've decided that they're going to offer these medications to patients for a $4 cash price. And what drives that in many cases for these stores is getting the patient into the store because they know if the patient buys their pharmaceuticals there for four bucks, that they're going to spend another 13 to $50 there on other items while they're in the store. So they can offer that sort of as a loss leader. You have to make a determination as a patient whether the trade-off on price is something that is worth it from a clinical standpoint. So... As Chris explained, you may be able to pay only a few dollars a month for a generic levothyroxine, but if you can't specify the brand or generic that works best for you, your treatment may not be as effective. A second category of drug prices are the direct enrollment prices. The three highest priced thyroid hormone replacement drugs, Synthroid, Tyrosin Capsules, and Tyrosin Soul Solution have these direct programs available. You fill your prescription with a designated mail order pharmacy, and that pharmacy sources their medication directly from the manufacturer. Then the pharmacy sends it directly to you. The whole process bypasses wholesalers, pharmacy benefit managers, and other middlemen who add to the costs. You'll find links to these direct enrollment programs in the show notes and at the website. These direct enrollment programs help you get the best possible insurance copay price, usually around $25 a prescription for Synthroid, Tyrosint, or Tyrosin Soul. And if you don't have insurance, you have a high deductible, or your insurance won't cover these brands at all, you can choose to pay a low cash price. Tyrosint, for example, is $50 a month or $40 a month for a three-month supply. TPS is a designated pharmacy for the Tyrosint Direct Program, and Chris Delasha explains how it all works. Prescription comes to us, it's a different story. We get the prescription sent to us either by electronic prescribing, which is very common now, or through a fax from the physician's office. We will actually reach out to the patient, so there's no gap there in terms of patients not going to their pharmacy. We're reaching out to them, calling them on the phone to start that process for them. We also have all the options in front of us. We can manage a prior authorization process for the patient. We can offer the patient the lowest possible price that's available to them, whether that's a cash price that the manufacturer is offering, a coupon we can apply that the manufacturer has put in place, or whether we can somehow find a way to get them the lowest possible copay. So they'll immediately be paying the lowest possible price. It's not being left up to the pharmacist to know whether or not there's a coupon available or a cash price, which sometimes they don't know is available, or if they don't know how to process the coupon, if they run into problems that way. We've got that process airtight, so the patients are contacted, which gets our fill rates on average a lot closer to 80% as opposed to the 35% because we're reaching out to the patient. We're managing them through their insurance and coverage process so that they get the product covered or with possibly the best price uh, available to them. And then once the patient okays the prescription to be filled, we send it to our pharmacy. They fill the prescription. They put it in an envelope or a box and uh, ship it to the patient. Usually that happens within 24 hours. We then send the prescription to the patient for thyroid medication, which is important. We use two-day FedEx to get the prescription to the patient. We can overnight it if we need to, but in most cases, two-day FedEx is good enough. And then for refills, we can go to the U.S. Postal Service, which is more cost-effective for everyone involved. And so we're filling the prescription. It's a lot less of a hassle for the patient. Uh, They're guaranteed to get the best price possible for them. We have the medication in stock. 
And the most important thing to me as a pharmacist is that the decision that the patient and the physician made in that office that this medication is the right medication for this patient, we're honoring that relationship, that bond that was made there, and not trying to put the patient on a different medication, which may or may not be something the doctor would find right for the patient, and making sure that they get that medication. Other pharmacies are calling the patient back two or three times to get everything squared away. We've got the process down so that we're very efficient, and usually within a three to five minute phone call, we can get all the information we need and execute the patient section of things, which allows us to get our stuff out the door right away. Our business model has been you know, working directly with the manufacturers to try and improve access and adherence to medication, which ultimately benefits the healthcare system by improving outcomes. And that's that's been our, our main focus. That's a great overview of the process. So what I'm hearing you saying is that a specialty pharmacy like TPS, you are doing a lot of the groundwork and homework for the patients and the negotiation with the insurer and the doctor and making sure, as you said, that the original prescription intention of the doctor is being honored for the patient and that we're not adding in substitutions and things that may not be appropriate for this patient. In some cases, this physician has made that choice specifically because they would like the patient to get on a brand that they know isn't going to be substituted with possibly a generic that has different levels, which creates some follow-up that maybe didn't need to occur for the patient and the physician, but also that they're getting to stable blood levels more quickly, which makes the patient feel better sooner. With tyrosine being a brand, the way it's absorbed in the body is really the difference between tyrosine and a lot of the other thyroid replacements out there. That patients get stable blood levels a lot more quickly, which allows for a lot less titration. And they know that once their level is set, the medication they're taking will be consistent in terms of the amount of medication per tablet. And that as long as they're not doing anything on their end to disrupt it, then they're going to be stable over the long course. And- When it comes to paying for your medications, as I mentioned, about half of all thyroid patients are overpaying. And one surprising reason is that your insurance copay may actually be more than the retail cash price, the price you would pay without insurance at a local pharmacy or by mail order. Unless you meet your deductible, it sometimes makes sense then to pay the cash price. How can you find out the best prices, especially for retail cash price? Your first step is to do your research. That means checking the manufacturer site to find copay coupons and discounts. You should also search at services like GoodRx and Single Care to get an overview of different local prices and search using a service like Honey Bee Pharmacy to get an idea of the lowest cash prices by mail order. Chris Delasha explains the process he and his family follow. I can give you my personal experience with my family. As a pharmacist, I, I know quite a bit My wife is an accountant, so she knows a little bit less about pharmacy, but the reality is whenever she gets a prescription for herself or for my daughter, I always say the first thing you need to do is go online and look for coupons or Mm -hmm. discounts. I suggest you go to the website for the company that manufactures the product, if it's a brand. If they have programs that are available to you, they'll be pretty easy to find in all in one place there. GoodRx is another great place because most people nowadays, even though they might have insurance through an employer, are paying cash for their prescriptions because they're not hitting their deductible. The only time I've hit my deductible in the last 10 years is when my wife and I both had a surgery procedure in the same year. With my kids' checkups and everything else, we still never hit the deductible, and I'm paying cash for most of my scripts. So at the end of the day, we look for the the coupons. And GoodRx is a place where if you're paying cash, they have discounts available through that as well. 
Part of your research really should include a discount mail order pharmacy. I'm a fan of Honeybee because they are a pharmacy that operates only with retail cash prices, no insurance. They are the only pharmacy that lets you know in advance which excipients are included in different generic thyroid drugs, which eliminates the risk and guesswork for those thyroid patients taking generics. Best of all, they almost always have the lowest prices for many medications, not just thyroid, but other drugs that thyroid patients may be taking, like drugs for type 2 diabetes and common drugs like antibiotics and antidepressants. Our model is based on generic prescriptions. Nine out of 10 prescriptions dispensed in this country are generic, but often, and they're very inexpensive, but oftentimes patients never get to see that benefit of it being generic. They often have to pay the same price, those high copays. And so we really started Honeybee, or we have over 6,000 generic drugs listed on our site with the idea that, look, generic prescriptions are actually very expensive and you should have access to that information and that pricing before you even go to the pharmacy or before you see your doctor. And this is one of the reasons why we started Honeybee, which is a direct pay model for patients, because we knew that outside of everybody else having a hand in getting involved in pricing medication and determining what you can and can't have, the actual cost of the medication isn't all that expensive to begin with, especially generic. We created a model where you can just simply search your medication and see what the price is without having multiple people get involved. And we're giving patients an opportunity to be able to see the non-active ingredients that they care about and to be able to look at the manufacturer and see the reputation of the manufacturer. How long have they been manufacturing this drug? What's their reputation? I think this is really important moving forward, especially for the thyroid community, because historically, we haven't been able to do that. Traditional pharmacy doesn't allow for consistency and consistency of medication and treatment. And this is the first time where we're actually saying, look, we know this matters to patients, especially patients from this community, and we're making an effort to, to cater to that. So we're very excited. We think this is a huge step for the thyroid community to be able to have some consistency when it comes to their treatment and how they feel. Mary, you know how different it can be from manufacturer to manufacturer. And people rely on this to live and to be happy, healthy, and live a normal life. And they should have consistency when it comes to their choice of generic manufacturer. There's no one size fits all here, right? Exactly. I think that your listeners and uh, you as well understand this when it comes to thyroid. It's different for every single person. And, you know, like a lot of my patients, they just know the color and the shape and they know roughly what it looks like. And so you'll be able to also see the picture of the medication when you're on our site so you can easily identify it. We help patients find the manufacturer that worked for them so that they can get it. It's going to be game-changing for thyroid patients, so we're really excited. As you are hearing in this episode, some of the best prices for your medications are likely to be through a mail-order pharmacy. But what if you haven't used a mail-order pharmacy before? You may have questions about whether it's safe and reliable. I discussed this with Dr. Jessica. A question for you about mail-order 
prescriptions because some people mm -hmm. have been doing it. They may have been familiar with it if they're in an HMO or their health insurance company might have mail order. But a lot of folks are still operating the old way. They go down to their local pharmacy, drop their prescription off or the doctor, transmits it over, and they go pick it up at a local drugstore the way we've been doing it for decades. But how is the mail order process different and how quickly can we get our medication back once we've put a prescription in and is it safe? Do we worry about things yeah. getting lost or delayed? Yeah, all great questions and my background is from retail pharmacy. So I operated as a pharmacist in a brick and mortar for many, many years in a small town before starting Honeybee. And like many of your listeners, I had my doubts but I can safely say we have the same relationship that we had with our patients through our dashboard, through communication, through chat and phone. You actually have a, a more direct line of communication with your pharmacist. It's absolutely safe. We have a satisfaction guarantee. So if anything gets lost in the mail, because of course that happens, right? The USPS has been having some trouble lately, as we all know, but it's absolutely safe. Usually if we get the prescription and everything checks out, you should get your medication within two to three days. And you have a dashboard that you can log into and see your refills and see all the information, what the manufacturer you got was. I mean, we make it very easy for you to have better control over your healthcare. A lot of times at a big box chain, you really don't know what's happening behind the counter. And we really make an effort to open that up to you as our patient. And again, satisfaction guaranteed all the time and a direct line of communication with pharmacists, with patient support advocates. I would argue that it's a better experience. So we've talked about how to save using your copay, direct programs, and by paying retail cash price. Let's look at some other ways to save. One possible way to save on medications is to get a three-month supply instead of month-by-month -month refills. It's not always that simple, however. Chris Delasha explains. Some of the manufacturers offer a better cash price for a three-month supply. On the other side of the equation, if the patient has insurance, most insurance plans have rules about whether or not they allow you to get a three-month supply. In most cases, if you're buying it, if you're getting a prescription filled at your local drugstore, they will have a 30-day limit and you will not be able to get a, a three-month supply. That being said, if it's a chronic medication like blood pressure medications, like thyroid, in all likelihood, the health plan will have a mail order plan that you can opt into and that will allow your prescriptions to be filled by mail centrally, generally by a mail order pharmacy. The big insurance companies like Aetna will have their own mail order pharmacy, and they generally uh, will encourage patients by providing discounts to go into their mail order programs because it does save uh, quite a bit of filling it once and then having it refilled four times a year as opposed to having it refilled every month. And there's also special incentives that they get from the manufacturers as well because mail order pharmacies tend to drive better patient adherence, or at least that's the theory. One way to get around the limitations from insurance companies is to go directly to a retail mail order pharmacy and pay the cash price for a three-month refill, as Dr. Jessica explains. Because we don't work with insurance or any other middleman, we don't share your information with anybody else, we're actually able to get you a three-month supply without any problem. And that's one of the things that I really love to tell my patients about because staying consistent and not missing a dose is really, really important as well. I always push my patients to get three-month supply at a time. 
And that's something that we do for a lot of our patients. And, you know, normally it's very difficult to get three-month supply through your insurance because they won't cover that much at a time. But at Honeybee, because we don't work with anybody else, we're able to get you a larger supply so you can put your mind at ease for a time period. It's also frustrating to have to go get refills or to remember to get refills every month because your insurance won't let you get more than one month at a time. And Mm -hmm. also with the mail order, if you know you have a three-month supply and you reorder in time, you know, you're not going to be worried about any delays in treatment if you'll give yourself enough time and you'll always have some medication on hand to cover any crossover time. I think it's a really great option that people really need to be aware of and it's perfectly timed for the world that we live in right now because everybody wants to save money on getting good quality medications and good quality health care. And I'm excited to see where Honeybee goes in the future because I think that this is definitely a service that is going to be around for quite a long time. Another way we're told to save money on medications is to split pills. But as TPS's Chris Alasha explains, it's not always the best idea from a therapeutic standpoint. And what about splitting pills? Because I know that with some medications, it's not that troublesome if it's a tablet and it has an easy score. People can cut them in half and split pills as a way to save money. But I know that in some cases, it's not recommended. For example, I know with thyroid, they're not really recommending it because in some cases, they want that narrow therapeutic range of treatment and splitting means that you're not always going to get an even split. Do you have any thoughts in general about splitting pills? The idea that you can split a pill exactly down the middle and get exactly half the dose is fantasy island. (laughs) For medication like a thyroid medication, splitting a pill could get you into trouble. There are some long-acting pills out there as well. When you split them in half, you break the outside seal of the tablet uh, that's supposed to protect it from the gastric juices until it gets to your intestine, for example, and now you're going to get a dose dump that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten. So sustained release products shouldn't be split either. So you'll find in the package insert, and generally your physician or pharmacist will know whether or not a a tablet is able to be split. And then the second piece of that puzzle is, am I going to get enough medication in one half of the tablet, or am I going to get too much in one half and too little in the other? On occasion, I split tablets at home for, for different things, but I only split the ones that I know it doesn't really make a difference. Finally, one of the most important things you can do is find a pharmacist you trust, whether it's a local pharmacist or an online pharmacist, and reach out to ask questions. If you have a good relationship with your pharmacist, they can help you navigate the process more successfully. I discussed this with Dr. Jessica. One tip that I'm always telling patients, and it applies to any prescription you get, not just thyroid, is always ask the pharmacist, which is cheaper, my copay or the retail price of this medication? Because oftentimes Mm -hmm. you're going to find out you could pay significantly less if you just paid the cash retail price than if you paid your copay price. For some patients, they may want to get to their deductible. They may be close enough to getting to it so that they want that to apply to the deductible, in which case it's a reasonable decision to decide to put it through and pay the copay if they're looking at trying to get to a deductible. But for some of us, the deductible is so high, we're never going to get to it. So why 
not save money along the way? I also am a firm advocate of knowing the full price situation before you go to get that refill or before you go get a new prescription filled. Look it up. Look on Honeybee and find out what the mail order price is. Check the GoodRx and the single care prices. Get the lay of the land of what all the different options are so that you're making an informed decision and can choose the best option for you. Absolutely. And talk to your pharmacist. At Honeybee, we have pharmacists ready to talk to patients six days a week. And I think that's important, too. In big box chain pharmacies, oftentimes the pharmacists don't have a lot of time. Right. But it's essential that you have a relationship with your pharmacist and that he or she understands what you're taking and what works for you. So open that dialogue. Open that conversation. If you're at a pharmacy where they don't have time, Time to change. Chris Delasha also emphasizes the importance of connecting with a trusted pharmacist. Do a little homework, but also ask your pharmacist. Uh, you don't necessarily want to be pushed in a direction that maybe isn't therapeutically good for you, but if you have a pharmacist that you trust, I've always gone a lot of times to independent pharmacies because they tend to be more service-oriented because they're not volume-driven like some of the bigger chains. Not to say the chains don't do the same thing, but I'm just saying find a, a pharmacist you trust because mm-hmm. in many cases you can ask the pharmacist. There's a lot of interesting things that pharmacists can do to help you save money that will keep you on the right therapeutic track and maybe actually improve your therapeutic track. As a thyroid patient, you have rights. You have the right to get the medication that works best for you. Pharmacies or health insurance companies should not be able to prevent you from getting the medication that you and your doctor know is best for you. At the same time, you should be able to find out how much that medication will cost and not have that cost change widely from month to month. You should also be able to afford it and you should never have to pay more with your insurance copay than you'd pay retail without it. To exercise these rights, however, you are gonna have to do some groundwork. You'll need to get familiar with the different prices for your medications, and I hope you learned some new ways to do that in this episode of the podcast. You'll also need to take advantage of the creative ways to get your meds at the best prices. And perhaps the most important thing I'd like you to take away from this episode is that you always have a choice. Dr. Jessica explains it well. By the way, you have a choice. There's always a choice. And I think that the insurance companies, the PBMs, a lot of the people involved in our world make it seem as if there's only one choice, your copay or bus. And that's not the case. You have choices. And so glad there's people like you, Mary, who are patient advocates and so many others that are spreading the word about choice and options out there. It's not the end of the road. If you can't afford your copay or you can't afford what they're telling you at the counter, there's other options out there. I hope you're coming away from this episode feeling more empowered, knowing how to get the thyroid medication you need at prices that may be far more affordable than what you're currently paying. Above all, don't get stuck taking something that's not working for you or getting the runaround from pharmacies and health insurance companies. There are options and you deserve every chance to feel and live well. I want to thank my guests, Dr. Jessica Nuhavandi of Honeybee Health and Chris Delasha of Transition Pharmacy Services for sharing their pharmacy expertise and perspectives. You'll find Honeybee Pharmacy online at www.honeybeehealth.com. 
You can also find them on social media at honeybeehealthrx underscore. You can find out more about Transition Pharmacy Services at www.transitionrx.com. These links, along with a complete transcript of this episode and other helpful resources and links, are all available at the Thyroid Deep Dive website, www.thyroiddeepdive.com. And remember that every episode of the Thyroid Deep Dive podcast has the same goal, to provide you with practical information that will help you enjoy the very best health possible. You can subscribe and listen at all your favorite podcast platforms. This is Mary Showman, and I want to thank you for listening to the Thyroid Deep Dive. Today and every day, may you feel well and live well.